From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. That's how it works. Thank you, Jonathan. I was waiting. You know, when Mom and Dad are in the bedroom, you shut the door. Nice. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Here we are on a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle is here. And... uh, Holy moly, I didn't expect to see him for another week or two. Mr. Billy George decided whoa, to, sh- whoa. Decided to go home. Dad, and Dad lost the bet yesterday. I thought yesterday. you were not going to be here today. I shouldn't <clears throat> be here. I should be out killing turkeys see? or watching them die. Blah, which, blah, blah, da, 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 blah. My, fa- my father lost the bet that he made with me yesterday. What was that? That Bill George would when be we here? we were riding around the ranch, Dad said he was uh, listening last week and uh, – he uh, parroted the words that you just said that, uh, who's going to be in the studio tomorrow? I said, well, me and Braden. He goes, yeah. He goes, Braden doesn't seem to think Bill's going to be there. And I'm like, it's. I didn't think he was going to be here. A safe bet. But Diego showed up too. Well. Yay. Hi, Diego. I mean, I this is a job. I mean, you come And here, I would not be mad job. at you for not being here. I wasn't going to be mad at you. I was fully <clears> expecting <throat> it to be a, 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 a couple's ride I, in here I today. I fully communicate. When I'm going to be out? What? Whenever I haven't heard from you in two weeks. No, dude. That, because seriously. I didn't communicate when I'm going to be here. Uh, you said you were. I knew about last week, so You're we correct. Made, we you made knew plans about last week, and that's and, what I did. And I knew you were out at Turkey Death which, Carnival, which I appreciate. I will say this live on air. This, I, you do not know how much I appreciate you for doing what you did, and Tom and. Bart, yeah, you know, I mean, oh yeah, we had a good time. We that, y- y'all sounded great. It was uh, Tom Free and I keeping Bart awake, and so anyway, uh, I figured since it's a two week, uh, you know, meat massacre out there, I figured you would probably be gone this Saturday. I just went ahead and just penciled you in as gone. Well, pencil in <laughs> the very first weekend of May and the end of May. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to remember May. Yeah. What? Why May? Pennsylvania. Because that's oh, what I'm about. Oh, Pennsylvania. See, see, I see? do I do remember things. Somebody cares and listens to me. I don't care. So uh, <laughs> so uh, Bill George has been out at uh, the Turkey Carnival of Death this past weekend before that as well. How are things going out there? Do we uh, we still have electricity? It's not a big mud hole. No, no, with no, urine no. and feathers and camp. Camp has a number of feathers in it. Um, I think right now the number is sixteen birds through camp. Um, so sixteen a, with how many guys out there throwing uh, tungsten at them? Well, there's a lot of guys who have not killed one yet, and so give me a number: thirty-nine, fifty-six, hundred and twelve. That haven't. How many people? Are, how many? 12. 12? That's not too bad, percentage-wise. No, no, no. It's they're, they're on birds. They're just hand up, or they'll gobble a little bit on the roost and then shut up because um, 
some of what the people on private land are seeing is I'll they're they're that. turning around, getting down, and as soon as they hit the ground, they're strutting, they're strutting for the girls, and they just they just turn around and keep, you know. They haven't serviced all that, those women by now. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry, I forgot to show slow. you all this before the show came on air uh, and brag about two uh, 90 plus year olds that put birds on the ground last weekend. Yeah, that well, it's, it, up it's been a place? good year. One one of them, uh, I can see the picture, man. We one, turn it off. One, one of them, I can say this uh, jokingly as the grandson. Uh, one of them, they said that you know, my grandfather's had a few health issues here over the last couple months. They think that the uh, bird was depressed and committed suicide because his eyesight's not as good as it used to be. They do, nor that. nor is hearing, and apparently the bird walked right down the road to him. That's uh. <laughs> Steve used to always say when people would give him crap about turkey hunting, they're like, why are you going to kill a turkey so you could just go to the grocery store and buy one? He goes, you know what? I will quit killing turkeys when they voluntarily that, just commit suicide. That that bird, well, and the scary part is, is that bird right there. Uh, Which one, the top one or is this the, the same one, bird? The one that my grandmother's standing next to was, I think, my grandfather's, and I've got a picture, waiting on a picture of hers. Wait, that's Grandpa with the with the uh, Browning twenty two. Yeah, that's him. No. Well, come on now. But let's just say the stats that I got on the bird were over inch and a half spurs and twenty mid twenty pound bird with uh nearly an eleven inch beard. So that's nice nice turkeys, man. <laughs> that was uh what they shoot him with? What are you making that poor woman shoot out there? You're not oh, giving her a three a, and a half inch, she's uh, got you a know, twelve gauge uh, A5. Oh, really? Oh, yes, sir. That's it's pretty easy on the shoulder. It's not That's called, too, that, too bad. That, that that is called the Undertaker because let's just let me put it to you this way: when she pulls the trigger on it, uh, something's dead. They're <laughs> in turkey season. Did so. you find your ammo finally? Did you find uh, your uh, long beard? I have not, whatever I have it is, you're not. Uh, acquired any more number six long beards yet? Why is that the big popular one these this year? Well, that's just what I. That's just no, what. No, everybody shoot. is coming in looking for long beard. I mean, everybody thinks it's the greatest thing in, on the planet. Well, no, it's 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 not the greatest thing on the planet. If you want TSS is far superior to the long beards, but it costs so much. It's cheaper too. Okay, yeah, yeah. a long beard is like. A cross between a conventional, cheap, decent shell that does perfectly good at killing turkeys if you get them in clothes, and the long beard kind of bridges the gap between that oh, and the, the TSS. Where what they do with that shell is, I mean, they put the the bullets in there or the pellets in there, and then I guess they pour like a liquid down in there. It fills it up and kind of hardens. And then when you shoot, the shock turns that into a powder that holds, holds everything, everything just perfect going out the barrel so that it, it just keeps a super, super tight uh, pattern, which well, can be long, good and bad. The it? long beard was one of the original ones, too, that extended everybody's range to oh, yeah. 50, it, 60 yards with no problem. I always liked the ammo that was... Like I said, the <clears throat> the duplex loads and all that stuff, but you you know you can find yeah. some mixed loads now, but not like the old uh, Winchester duplex load. You, that stuff was, uh, that you, stuff was you awesome. You would have got a kick yesterday when I got in the truck 
dad got in the truck and set a box of shells next to me, and they were four by sixes. Oh, well, see, there you go. As a man who's got good taste. And, so. and, and, and I laughed and told him what you told me, that there are several people right now that would pay you a nice – Handsome, they would pay seventy dollars a box for that. for that box of shells. I love those folks who walk in there and they grab them and they're like seventy dollars for five rounds. I just, I just can't. My wife will kill me. I just can't do it. <laughs> Don't you have any like cheap long beard or something like that? I go, go get a decent turkey choke. Put some number sixes in there, man. Some squirrel shot. Do your thing. Just get them in close. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you get dead a bird is dead, in- right. You get a bird in thirty yards with that, and it, it's dead all day long. I think it's all about the uh, the chase and and doing all. And I always, I every time I've ever been turkey hunting or known turkey hunters, that was their goal was to you know get them in as close as possible and get it done. I was like, if it's, I think for tur- for turkey guys, it's more about the chase and the and the setup and getting out there and getting it done and putting in the work. I said. You know, this is the state of Florida. You can still you can still hunt turkeys with a centerfire rifle, and I not on WMAs. No, but on private land you can. And uh, Chad was out there. I saw a post from him last night, Chad Hodge, and he said, "You know, I've been chasing this bird for like two weeks. It's been you know, uh, you know, a, a a cat and mouse game. You know, with me moving, him moving, me moving, him moving, me burning. Like you said, as soon as he hit the ground, it was ground running and going in the opposite direction." And after two weeks of hard work, he finally got it. And I just wrote on there, I go, you could have got that done in one day with a 22 Hornet. <laughs> just saying. He saw it. The bird was going the other way. I'm like, hey, man, 100-yard shot, that's pretty easy. Turkey done. Turkey if, it was, done. if it was all about just going out and killing that's... the turkey, then everybody would be hunting with a rifle. You didn't outsmart them at that point. Sure you did. We invented the black powder. We then we invented gunpowder. Then the top of the food chain powder, for Then we invented uh, the mini ball. Then we see we outsmarted them with technology. Trust the science, Bill George. Isn't that the new logo? Uh, I wish. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna take a break. We're brought to you by the great folks over at Brandon Ford. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Stay right there. We'll be right here. <laughs> morning saturday morning thank you so much for joining us out here uh getting up early and hanging out with us Braden young jonathan swindle bill george and diego here in the studio live and in person from the beasley broadcasting empire we are available on am fm and of course worldwide through the uh iheart and uh stitcher and you can go to 1010 money talk 1010 listen to us live right there on your yeah. phone or anything else you want to do like to install an app don't have to do that. Nope. You just go to the webpage, click listen live, and uh, give it a second or two, and it'll uh, configure itself. And then next thing you know, you hear our lovely dulcet tones coming through but your phone. Good, good morning to the folks in B-Town. Yeah. B-Town? <coughs> That's Blountstown. Right the other day when they're, pre- they're prepping breakfast right now. Our signal doesn't go north. But anyway, uh, I gotta <laughs> say, speaking of that, i got to say good morning to uh, Billy D. I, I met him um uh, at uh, my kids, uh, my daughter's soccer game. That's where I got the sun on my forehead. And uh, he came up there and was starting to regale me with some of our uh, past experiences on the radio. And 
some uh, some very funny ones and some not so funny ones. But it was it was really good to talk to him, meet him. That's all good. <clears throat> he listens every week. And another one of those invisible uh, listeners that we know nothing about. Well, it it is. I amazing. meet him every week. It is amazing how many people you bump into that that listen but don't don't call or. Or, or whatnot. The ones I love is when I'm showing them a firearm or something like that, and of course I'm talking, and all of a sudden I see their their eyebrows kind of like, you know, like they're thinking of something, and they're going, "Man, you're, do I know you? Have I met you before?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's the first time we've ever." But met. your voice sounds yeah, very familiar. Goes, man, I, your voice, I, man, I, I swear I know your voice. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I wouldn't know where from. I, I have no idea where you would probably hear me. <laughs> They're like, uh, do you listen to the radio? They're like, yeah. That's like Big and Wild Outdoors. Oh, my God, that is you. Oh, that's right. I heard you say you're here all the time. And yeah. so, you know, they put two and two together. But, uh, you know, speaking of the firearms department, I wanted to bring this up this past week. It, I don't know if it had to do with what's going on up in Washington, D.C. And, <clears throat> of course, on social media where, you know, they're banning this and taking that away and putting restrictions on that and want to take this away and do this and do that and all this other stuff. Not only have gun sales started to climb back up again, ammo sales uh, have started to climb up again, but I, I found it shockingly interesting how many people were asking me what guns could be converted to fully automatic. Now, that's a scary question yeah. when you ask somebody in the firearms department. From, a, from the person on the other side of that question, what goes through my mind is, Okay, is this ATF? Are they testing me? I mean, because you know, they, they do that, you know. I mean, especially in firearms, you know, guns and stuff like that. They they kind of do that. Hey, uh, do you know how to convert a, uh, uh, a uh, AK-47 to full auto and this, that, the other thing? And, and I'm just sitting here going, well, first off, that is an extremely bad felony. Yeah. Extremely, extremely bad, bad felony. And I said, why would you want to convert anything to fully automatic anyway? I said, Go watch the movie Lone Survivor. Just watch the mountaintop uh, scene where they go against the Taliban there. Taliban spraying and praying, full out on it. Whatever, those Navy SEALs, they sit up there and they go, tack, tack. Tack, tack. We don't waste shots. Tack, tack. And every time they go, tack, tack, it's another guy down. <laughs> it's another guy down. They're not over there going, ah, hosing down everything. They got to conserve ammo. They got to do their thing. And uh, I just thought, I had four people ask me this week. I, I, I wanted to I was just like, and you, on different guns, too. You have shot full auto. Many right? times, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy it? I had fun. Uh, yes. Okay. The, it was fun, but I also, nowadays, do you ask anybody who goes out and shoots a lot of times, you, you ask them if they shoot, they literally do what I've been doing for years, is every time you fire that shot, you go, Dollar, 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 dollar. Okay. <laughs> it's like what? 68 cents, 68 cents, 68 cents. And when you go, and you let it fly, you go, well, I, that was 40 okay. bucks right out the window. But, but we got people riding around in $30,000 side-by-sides with snorkels, driving them through mud holes over their nostrils. Yeah, but that's because they enjoy it. Yeah, it is fun. It's not because they had to get to where they were going. They just enjoy it. And but, if but, somebody but, wants to go out there and enjoy full auto for all of 10 seconds and 
a hundred dollars. More power to if you. If they can get it, to, if they can do it legally, legally, that's that's fine. Yeah, but if you're gonna sit here and ask somebody at a gun shop, which you should not do, uh, you know, uh, how do you convert something Please. full auto, or can you do this one, or can you do that one, or? Uh, can this one be converted? And I just, I'm like, no, dude. Please, and There's please, if made. you ask said question, don't get upset when the person like yourself standing behind the counter. Uh, I don't want to use the term interrogates you, but like, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> ask I, some pretty pointed questions about well, why you want to know that. <laughs> I never, I never do the. I never. Bill George told me I never ask him. You know why? You know why would you want to do that or anything? I just give him the the, the legalities of it and say, dude. If you really want a machine gun, go buy one. Go go buy one. Spend the money. And fill now you better bring out, lots out all of the money. Paperwork. Mm. Bring lots and lots and lots of money because um, I think the last time I actually looked, a Vietnam era uh, M16, you know, with the old uh, triangle forehand, you know, you know, made by Mattel kind of deal. Um, it was like anywhere from twenty five to thirty thousand dollars for for one firearm that's used. Well, it's a used gun, and uh, but like you just said, well too, used. <laughs> yeah, well, but like you just said too, you get. Uh, how do I say this nicely? You get uh, combed over worse than a colonoscopy when it comes to getting the paperwork and everything else. Well, well it's 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 not as it's just about as difficult as applying for anything else. So you want to go get a permit downtown or anything else like that. I mean, you got to get fingerprinted. You got to do your pictures. You got to get a background check. You have to do all that. And once you're approved and you have a trust and you have a place where this uh, firearm can go and be stored properly and all that other kind of stuff like that, there's <clears throat> there's stipulations that go along with it, but it's perfectly legal to do. You just have yeah. to jump through the hoops. <clears throat> and, once you and once you jump through the hoops, hoops, there are more hoops attached to it. Yeah. If Jonathan came to me and said, I want to borrow your uh, M4 and take it out to uh, Utah and go to a machine gun shoot, I have to let the ATF know. I have to let all these people know. I have to know that this person has it and when it's going to be back. And I mean, there's there's a lot of rules attached to the ownership of it. <laughs> so, all, I mean. All this stuff that politely, as I had the conversation this week with somebody, after unfortunately with the situations that have happened over the last week or so, that all these rules that they think just have magically appeared out of the air that were already in place to stop this stuff from happening, you know? Well, well, we already have the rules and anything that you, I don't, I don't know what happens in the rest of the country. I mean, I try to understand the rules and regs of, uh, but they're so well, crazy. The, the, the point that I was making to said person that I was having this conversation with is it's not the laws that are the problem. It's a people problem is why these rules are broken because well, criminals don't pay attention to rules. No, they don't. And and the thing is, is um, our rules here in Florida are different than the rules in, let's say, Massachusetts or Utah or New York City or whatever it is. And Or your and, favorite state, California. Yeah, and I understand that. And it's amazing how uh, the rules vary from state to state. But when I heard all this stuff that I'm like, dude, we already have that in Florida. We already have this in Florida. We already have mandatory background checks. We already have this. And then the only thing that they want to close that they really want to do, and they've been doing, not this is not something new, for many, many decades since before Bill Clinton was uh, to close the private sale loophole. 
You know, if I Bill George goes, hey, man, uh, I'm going to go sell my old A5. I want to get rid of it. I don't want any more. And I go, hey, man, I'll give you 300 bucks for it. And he goes, all right, fine. And it's a done deal. Um, you know, a private seller, you know, they want to make it to where you and I have to go meet at a gun shop somewhere. And they do a background check on me. And before the gun can do all that, and the gun shop's going to make money for doing the extra work and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And now it's up for debate. And I go, well, you're going to knock uh, $10 off the price, Bill George, because, you know, I have to pay for a background check. And, uh, you know, I have to pay the the transfer fee that the gun shop wants to uh, charge me and this, that, and the other thing. It just adds more money back into the coffers. But it doesn't stop the sale. It's still going to happen. Right. You know, if you're that worried about it, then do it. A lot of people I know that do sell that sell firearms, they're not going to sell you a firearm unless you have a concealed weapons permit. Hmm. You know, if it's some guy at work that just started working there and he goes, then hey, man. I wouldn't be able to buy one. <laughs> yeah. You won't go get a concealed weapons permit. I don't, I don't want a concealed <laughs> weapons permit. Well, okay, fine. I carry open. <laughs> my, my my way of looking at it is is good for you, buddy. I have a hammer that you wanted to buy, and you know, you gave me money for the hammer. I'm going to give you the hammer. Well, it should be that way. I mean, there's the trust issue. There's uh, whatever. There's ways to protect yourself. What, what what you do with said hammer after we sell it, after I sell it to you, is completely on you. It's on you, man. No, well, when it comes to a firearm, I would never want. One, I, d- I don't think I've ever sold a firearm. I've given one away, but I've never sold a firearm that I had. But if I were to sell said firearm to a person, I would want to do everything I could do to make sure that person was a good receiver of that firearm. Sure. I would not want it on my conscience that that person, you know, was a convicted felon. And I just didn't know it, you know. Heck, you could turn around and take somebody's mail out of a post box, you know, mailbox and be a convicted felon and, and, and not legally be allowed to own a firearm, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, you know, it, it, you, you get so it doesn't take much to be a convicted felon and not lose your gun rights, uh, but yet are, for the most part, a. Oh, a warm, stable individual who's who's not going to do something wrong, but I wouldn't want it to go to somebody who couldn't. So, to, for me to be able to go someplace and have the opportunity to say, "Let's roll on over to someplace like G Five. We'll do a background check. You pass it. We'll, we'll go back out in the parking lot and sell it." You mm-hmm. know, I just like I like the opportunity of being able to do that. I do not want it to be done without having to go to someplace like a gun shop because it, it it opens up me being able to start just running checks on Jonathan or Braden or, or somebody else. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think that's a good, if I have just enough information on Braden, I can turn around and run a background check on him. And I don't think that should, should be right. Well, <clears throat> background check, they're not going to do it for free. You know, it's going to be the cost of the background check. And then, of course, the time that it takes an employee at a store to sit there and do the paperwork and do all the other stuff like that. They're going to charge you for that, too. So there's going to be an increase in price. But, um, I mean, it's not a giant loophole because it's still going to happen. I mean, there's no way to enforce that. There's, There's no possible way in the universe 
to to do that unless there's registration of each and every firearm. Oh, now you're by, now you're supporting registration. No, Jerry. I'm just saying that, that that's the only way they can do it, and it has to be reported back to the state or to the feds or anybody else. There's no other way to do that. I mean, it happens every single day in a parking lot somewhere in America, whether it be with bad guys or good guys, yeah. and there's no way you're going to stop that. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over there at Brandon Ford. They're hanging out, waiting on you today. Get over there and get your brand-new car or truck today. They'll make you a great old deal, I promise you. Brooksy will do his best to get you in that car year of your dreams. We'll be back. He's over there pretty relaxed, chilling as always. Diego, I, I don't think just I've ever seen him banging. get really excited. Are you still looking at that? Yes, I am. I sorry. heard y'all talking about that last week. Did weekend. you not look? Did you not go in and at least check it out? I don't even want to tempt myself. Dude, there's some good stuff on there. We're talking about uh, Ted Nugent's <clears throat> big auction. We talked about it on the course on the show. And... Uh, I put a link up there on our Facebook page if you want to go check it out and see it. I heard y'all um, talking about the Bronco, and I've already got one of those, so I'm good. Well, it's happening today at 10 a.m., March 27th. Uh, the event is happening at uh, in Waco, Texas, out there at Tucker Hall. But you can actually, uh, I think you can uh, you look at the online catalog, and uh, you can apparently you know, put it in bids online and everything oh, I'm else. Sure. Because they've been doing it all week. I've been kind of every other day. Going and checking some of the things that I like, and I notice that the prices have been creeping up quite steadily. Um, so, so what is it that's going on? Ted Nugent uh, is cleaning out a few of his closets and all the things that... He's probably been, got a few land leases he's got to pay for. You know, that he's been... <laughs> or he's trying to get some big <laughs> chunk of property in Montana or something. But uh, So, like any celebrity like that, you know, he gets a lot of gifts and he gets a lot of things from from and manufacturers and people like that. And I'm sure he has probably five of each anyway. So, uh, you know, I made the joke, you know, Shemaine finally just said, look, I want to get my sewing room back. So you got to get rid of all this stuff in here. <laughs> so there's guitars, there's uh, memorabilia, there's uh, vehicles on there. And of course, the one thing I'm looking at is uh, the firearms that he that he's going to be getting rid of, and uh, like uh, this Glock G20, he's got a 10 millimeter. This has gone up quite significantly. I think when I first looked at it, it was around 1,500 bucks. Now it's up to over three grand. Yeah. Uh, he's got a Charter Arms 44 Special for 1,200. A Dan Wesson uh, Whack Master 44 Mag at 2750 is the last bid. Uh, a Glock Tactical 10 mil for 17. I mean, it, there's a there's a so lot of stuff on here. They're way over market price. Well, actually, uh, some of them are pretty. No, that's, pretty close. Yeah, let's fix to say. Pretty close. If you're if you're looking at if you're looking at a Smith and Wesson model 629 44 mag, uh, if you went and bought that thing today, it would probably be you know fifteen hundred bucks, twelve fifteen hundred bucks. So it's at twenty five hundred dollars now. So, yes, I'm sure they're overpaying, but it's also carried by Ted Nugent. 
So this is no, Ted Nugent's gun. No, it was Ted No, Nugent. it says right here, carried by Ted Nugent. From the car to the house. Well, whatever. It was carried by <laughs> Ted Nugent. No. Semantics. That's Semantics. But then you go down, and there's a Magnaport Custom Model 29. It's a shorter barrel, of course. Uh, it's a 44 mag, and it's $1,800, which would be about, probably one of his bear about guns. the right price. And then you got the long barrel one. It's uh, there's, big no, one. there's no good steel deals. Uh, probably not. No, no. They got an STI on here for thirty-seven fifty, and that's that seems like a a lot. But you know, it's one of those, and a lot of bows. He's got a lot of bows on there for uh, the uh, stick throwers. He's got a Zebra Martin Archery Pro Staff Safari bow yeah, for three hundred seventy-five bucks. Well, that- I heard you guys talking about that last week, and. I remember, was it MTV Cribs was the show that they had that they went to, they would go to the- All the big mansions. they go to the yeah. celebrity houses and stuff like that. Right. And I laughed when you guys were, you and Tom and Bart talk about it with the bow and arrows. They went into his quote unquote bow room that he had. And I want to say, if I remember right, a friend of mine telling me that he had over 200 bows. Well, he's only, between got, he's long, only got four on here. Between long bows, recurves, compounds, crossbows. Well, they put estimates on there at the bottom. You know, like I, I can ask Jonathan that that Martin, that Zebra Martin, they said it was between two to 400 bucks. And so the bid's 375 So that's that's a pretty good mm-hmm. deal, I would think. Archery, the thing about the older bows is you'll get, and we get it a lot at the shop, uh, you get a lot of guys that will come in with the old Fred Bears, with the old Martins, with the old, and unfortunately with archery equipment, unless it's something like, you know, you've got a sign Fred Bear recurve or something like that. Archery equipment does not hold value like guns do. I mean, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know. Well, well at the end of the day, or it's va- it's. Or let me rephrase archery that. Archery equipment is changing I so see, much rapidly. Exactly. Where a gun chambered for a cartridge, you know. It's always going to be there. Well, it's, it's like going to perform about the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's like you got. We were all sitting here talking about the gun stuff earlier about the fully automatic weapons and stuff like that. You know that stuff like that. Just like you're just saying, stuff like that's not changed a lot since it <laughs> since its conception or debut. Well, you have uh, type of action, mm-hmm. length of barrel, twist rate. Yeah. Cartridge. I yeah. mean. Well, and like, like what you're saying, staying about the same, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, but like with the archery stuff, it's just exactly like you got. We've gone from case in point with a lot of those bows, like the Martins and stuff like that he's got on there. You know, they probably still have the old teardrop steel cables and stuff like that, to where everything now is string material and different cams and. <laughs> Vertical limbs and well, all kinds. Of well, it's stuff. not just guns and ammo. I mean, he's got. Uh, I mean, I can't believe how many guitars he has on here. He's got just a plethora of, of guitars and amps and amp heads and and well, you know, you know that, that from stuff. the music industry. He's probably got. He's just got a semi truck load of guitars that he takes. Yeah, you know what? I would love to. I don't know if this is for real or not, but. Uh, uh, when he did the Great White Buffalo tour, I don't know if you remember those back in the day. He used to come out with that big long headdress, you know, mm-hmm. that native headdress, and then he'd have a loincloth on and he'd play. 
they're selling the wild uh, the white buffalo tour war bonnet, and uh, it's up to fifty five hundred bucks right now. So uh, his Hall of Fame leather pants, uh, six hundred fifty dollars. That's more than a bow. That's that's like like seriously. That's that's more than some of the bows and and some of the firearms that he's asking for. Well, that's a very personal item. There. Yeah, uh, we do have a uh, uh, Ted Nugent's M two fifty machine gun stage prop. If you'd like that for eight hundred and fifty bucks, that's the current bid. Can it be converted? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Ted's usually a pretty oh stickler. Oh, my gosh. Ted's uh, usually a, a pretty good stickler for when it comes to the law, so he's not one of those who's going to go, you know, if you just bore this out and put this in here and do that right there, then it'll be a fully auto 50 or whatever. Well, and, but, like, Depending you were, on the mechanics on the back of it, the receiver could be worth more than the barrel. Well, but, like, go back to a comment I was going to make when you were talking about the ATF, like, coming in and testing you at the counter to see if, you know, somebody asks how you make something fully automatic. Uh, for Pete's sakes, you can go on YouTube in five minutes and find how many videos that show you how to do all this stuff. Yeah, how to destroy your gun in um, seven hundred shots. Sure, why not? I mean, well, and that's it's it's and it, and it makes me laugh that you have a company like you said well, company that is so anti-gun, but yet I can go on their website and find hundreds of videos to do bad and illegal things but sure all over the place it's all good (laughs) ted Ted nugent's uh 1968 ford bronco half cab wow sixty-two thousand five hundred bucks that's the current makes me smile when you say that that is i love those trucks man but they ride like uh like a box like a skateboard wheels on them man wouldn't trade mine for anything in the world they're uh they're um yeah well they're good for what they are I'll give you that, but to uh, go drive as a daily driver and stuff like that, no, no, that's all get, how you set them up. Get to uh, when you get to the page three. There's eight pages of uh, firearms and guns and stuff, but when you get to page three, it's loaded to the bear with uh, pistols and guitars and all kinds of good stuff that you'll want to take a look at. Here you go, Bill George, Ted Nugent's racing suit, 125 dollars current bid. I think he could fit into it. I think he could. I'd probably come fit in that. You're sexy and you know it. <laughs> Taking a break, you guys. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We'll be right back. It's not Ted Nugent, by the way. You, uh, <laughs> it cracks me up sitting here watching you look at this thing because you're probably that uh, if I won the lottery. <laughs> you know, I bought a ticket like a week ago, and I haven't even like checked it. Maybe I could just go in there and just buy if all you, this crap. If you won the lottery, you'd be the guy that would walk in there and say, okay, so here's a quick question. Add all this stuff up for just <laughs> If I get, if I write you a check for two mil, can I just take everything right here yeah. and just, just call it even or what? This becomes the Braden Gun uh, auction. I, you know, just I'll just take all these things here. That would be that would be nice. 
the first first and only annual uh, Braden Gun Ted Nugent memorabilia. <laughs> no, I promised our listeners a long, 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 long time ago, very, very, very long time ago. Steve and I made a pact that if we ever won the lottery, then we were going to uh, once a month we were going to uh, rent a Learjet somewhere and take a bunch of listeners and just go on a hunt somewhere. Just go somewhere where it was legal, where we could what, go somewhere in the United bunch? States. Uh, well, I don't know. It was like I mean, ten, obviously a ten people, ten people or so. The old, the old uh, what I used to joke, the Africa phone call. Yeah, you know, uh, we're gonna start out in Africa, work our way back to the United States. No, I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't. Africa would be one of the last places I would probably go. But I mean, uh, go to Alaska, you know, maybe do some the, salmon or halibut or moose or whatever. Or somebody wants to shoot a bear, one, I mean, split one, them up. Do one, what you want. One do. of the guys that I know that used to come in the shop, we used to have that conversation, and it was the one of the few times that the lottery was. How you how I say stupid money where it was over like five hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah, and he joked with me. He said he goes, "You will receive one phone call." In that phone call, I will say, "We're starting in Africa. We will be working our way back from Africa, like you said, going from Africa to Alaska. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need warm weather and cold weather gear." I just, uh, you know, I figured we would just and know, work our way back into the United States. Well, I would, I would try to exhaust the United States as much as I could, you know, uh, you know, if it's a goose hunt or what, just anything, you know, just to go somewhere. That'd be like awesome to do for for one. Like he laughed and told me, he goes, he said, "Please prepare your family for one month. You will be, it'll be like secondhand lines. We're gonna be gone. <laughs> We're gonna be gone for a while. So yeah, sure, uh, don't call or not secondhand lines. Uh, bucket list." What I'm thinking of the bucket list. Bucket list, yeah, that would be one of those things that uh, I would I would probably want to do. Ted Nugent's auction, if it came up and it was during that time, sure, maybe uh, you know get a couple little items on there. But for the most part, I think it would be uh, mostly just going out and spreading the love, let it out there, share it with the share it with the masses. You know, folks who don't get a chance and all that kind of good mm-hmm. stuff to go do what they got to do. If you get the opportunity to go do something like that, then uh, that's what I would I would probably do. It's like uh, going out turkey hunting with Bill George. You know, it's one of those things. If you get the opportunity, uh, you should go hang out at the uh, Carnival of Misery. Well, we we had a great time, Mike. Is I it got... over? How much? I thought you still were. Uh, it was at least two weeks. Oh no, it it goes on for a couple more weeks. I just I came to do my day job. <laughs> is that what it was? Sorry, boys. I got to go back to the grind for a yeah. while, but uh, I'll be back. Is that what it was? Yeah, we turn around. We um, right now. I'm getting a picture sent to me, but uh, <laughs> okay. I for me, turkey camp is 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 everything. I've been spending more time in camp than turkey hunting. Um, I did get to turn around on on the opening day. There was one of the guys from out of state did not get a permit, so I told him I'd to- tag along with him, and we got on some turkeys, but but did not get a turkey that day. The next day he hunted with somebody else, and I went out with another buddy who had shot one on opening day, and we sat up on either side of a pine tree. Well, we called in a nice gobbler and. He turned around and it came to his side of the tree instead of my side, and so now that buddy is tagged Oops. out. And first two days, 
uh, both being Richland birds. Um, they were nice fact, birds. One of the places I had sent Alan to. So yeah, I, yeah. So, but he didn't. He he didn't turn around and get the turkey. Um, but those turkeys, there's still more up there. Nice. So. Well, they're 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 not all going to get eaten up uh, anytime soon. Uh, during the break, I know you probably heard the commercial for uh, our friends over at Bone Valley, but I wanted to reiterate that the uh, rally in the uh, valley is going to be happening up here pretty soon. If you're an ATV rider, if you're a guy who likes to get out there and get dirty on a side by side or uh, dirt bike or anything like that, you know that's a place you can get. One to. of those side by sides Bill George was talking about. Yeah, you can get out there on April 10th. It's going to be happening from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and well, uh, it's one of those times where you can get out there. I know uh, G is going to be out there with a lot of their new side by side products and things, and uh, they let you test drive them for a while, take it on a couple of courses, and see if you like it or not, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be free admission uh, for that day, so it's first come first served. They are going to have barbecue out there provided, so you'll have a lunch. They're going to have some free giveaways and interactive activities and all that kind of good stuff going on. Uh, if if you've never been to Bone Valley as an ATV type person or side-by-side person, if you want to get out there and ride around, uh, make sure you go to their website and check it all out because you do have to wear a helmet. You do have certain rules that you have to do and all that kind of stuff, and well, no three-wheelers allowed. What, one of the things I really liked when we went out there and did that event in the past is there's places you could let kids go, Sure, and all the trails are one way. The biggest issue I have in, in some of these places where people ride is is blind intersections, people going and not seeing what's coming. And when you can turn around and put a kid on a trail that just goes in one direction and it loops out down a finger and then comes back. Yep. There's harder tra- there's there's ones that are easier and ones that are a little rougher, but they 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 have a section that is like that that is just really good. To let a kid go be a kid. Yeah. You know? And uh, they got the big open area, too, where it's like the free-for-all kind of area out there where everybody can see each other. And uh, they got the new track going on out there. And it's uh, really, it, it, from the first time we ever went there to what it is today, is just miles of difference and change. But uh, you got to remember that it's run by the Parks Department out there. It's run by the County Parks Department. So, You've got shower facilities, you got restrooms, you've got a rinse-off station for your for your vehicles when you're out there, once you're done. You know, you don't have to make mama mad by going and rinsing off all that dirt and mud in the driveway kind of thing. And What do you mean? You can a do chance to bring land back? Sure, yeah, you paid for it, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but they got all that out there. Of course, that means there's no alcohol. They can't bring any um, barley pops or anything else like that out there, but... Uh, don't forget, it is on April 10th. It's the Rally in the Valley from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And you can go out there with your side-by-side, your four-wheeler, or your uh, dirt bike. But if you didn't hear that part, no three-wheelers are allowed. Um, they're, they're getting harder and harder to come by anyways. Well, I know, but there's still some people the who still like them. have them, them all. <laughs> the little 50cc Hondas. <laughs> Big balloon uh, tire. Never understood that, too. What? Well, they used to do the go-karts. A dirt bike is okay, but a three-wheeler's not. Well, because the three-wheelers have a tendency to pitch you over the side. Didn't you ever ride a three-wheeler, man? All the time. Come on. And I mean, I wiped out more on a three-wheeler than I ever did on two mm. wheels. It's all the rider. Dude, you try no, to turn it and slide that rear end and back end catches, and then next thing you know, you're going that way. 
Yaha! I mean, it's... Me and uh, old Big Red never had a problem. Oh, yeah, the big Honda? Big Red, baby. That's... Which one? The 500 or the 750? Uh, which one did you... That big one. Oh, God. I can't With remember. no shock absorbers on the front? Oh, I love that thing. <laughs> Nothing but just big giant balloon tires aired up to about, what, 20 pounds PSI? Oh, we had... <laughs> the The coolest one we had, my dad had when he was farming berries... Had the big basket on the back of it and everything else. Man, those things were awesome. They have their place. And, you know, I know a lot of people uh, still love them. And, uh, you know, the old Banshees and things like that are, uh, you know, some of the old two-strokers were, were, you know, death machines. But, uh, anyway, you don't get to bring it out to Bone Valley. Yeah, no. Okay? So just leave, leave Big Red at home. Sad. Where's Big Red, the beloved Big Red? You killed it? Oh Lord! They took that thing. It it went to Bluntstown with my grandparents and my uncle and them, and they sold that thing years ago. So there's some kid up in Alabama that uh, you know has got broke legs and everything else like that because they came down and bought it from. Uh, You probably, I mean, it's probably still running because Lord knows you couldn't kill the things back in the day. Well, four strokes, man. They lasted forever. April 10th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Bone Valley ATV Park. If you need more information, uh, you can always go to Bone Valley ATV or BoneValley.com. Bone Valley, they're on Facebook. They're on all over the place. It's it's pretty easy to find out there. And like I said, it's run by the Polk County Parks and Recreation out there. It's a great place, great place to take the kids. As Bill George pointed out, you can let them get out there and run around, have a good old time. And, uh, you know, Mama's got restrooms and nice places to go, and you can shower and clean off and get back in the truck nice and clean and go home. It's all nice and easy. There you go. My kids loved it out there. They really did. They almost made me buy that dang electric one. That all-wheel drive one, man, we went up on that hill with that thing. Well, I, it's, I believe it or not, George has actually been looking at the electrics and um, trying to contemplate the... I guess what forty-eight volt versus a seventy-two volt or seventy-two volt. I, all I know is that the seventy-two volt go uh, big or go home. That uh, we were driving around with out there. If you put that thing on pavement and you slam the exhaust, slam the accelerator <laughs> to the floor, all four tires will smoke in the parking lot. It literally, it's it's going from no power to full power in the blink of an eye. That's the benefit of electric. There's no warm up. There's no like man. It just goes. It just go. It just goes, and that's the one we used uh, when we went up that big giant steep hill. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, we are going to flip this thing. But all four tires were grabbing mm. in there and doing their thing, and had a great old time. Climbed right up to the top like it was nothing. What are these? What are these things that you're sending me? Well, I what are these? I Who's are these? After the break, after the top of the hour, oh, I, I no. have some. Uh, these are custom. Well, that's a custom call that was made for me, but I, right, I need we'll, we'll, we'll some. Keep it for I the need next some hour. advice for my turkey camp, and that that you know I do a few unique things at camp, but I I need some advice. I like this one. Yeah, it looks really cool. it looks pretty cool. I think that uh, uh, if you well, put there's a story on, with that. Obviously, I, I I know the story already. I, I I could tell by the logo. I already know which one it is. And you know what? I think that this would be a better one than it would be if it was uh, just the other thing that you make them hang around their neck like a albatross. It's just not good. Well, when we get when we get back from the top of the hour, because uh, I I don't want to be cut short on on talking about my 
camp stuff here. Okay, so it's camp all about life. you. Yeah. Hour number two is all about Bill. No, so this will be just, good. No, no, it's okay. Two minutes in. Ooh, two minutes is just not enough time, man. I got to go no. into in depth and uh, do all that stuff. I need some advice. Well, if we're gonna we're gonna waste this last minute and a half, I want to say again thank you to uh, our buddy Tom Free for coming in last week. He came in at the last minute and had a great time. And I got to thank my brother. Did a great job. Thank my brother Bart for shagging up out of bed after you know closing the restaurant really late that night and. Sleeping through the show last week. It's all good. Did you, did you talk to him about the pain of his challenge? Is he down with it? If he if he can get there, yes. Because remember last year he had to drive all so the way. So what you need is me to pick him up from work and just take him there and put Dude, him Dude, you there. don't want to do that. You have to drive all the way back down here off the McMullin Yeah. I drive Pennsylvania back in a weekend. Come on. You drink way too much. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the top of the hour brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. it's not coconut rum. <laughs> we'll tell that story too because that's actually pretty funny. It's the big wild outdoors. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> 